Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Transformation Gold Podcast. I'm your hostess and your coach, Nicole DeVincentis, a.k.a. FigureChick911, and thought it would be really fun, but also, like, ridiculously helpful if we could bring in a dimension of your goals and, and you know, the vision that you have for your future, you know, the things that you want in life, if we could bring in a dimension of this that we've never discussed on the podcast before, and it actually has to do with interior design, which is, I love interior design. Um, I always have, you know, through the years I've, I've studied it and, I've implemented some of the tactics and the strategies found in feng shui design principles. And I've used it both in my home environment, but also when I'm working with clients, whether this is in an office space or even in their home environment, on how to arrange furniture or how to organize things so that check this out. Feng Shui, I know it sounds, it sounds kind of a little bit out there, but Feng Shui is actually all about energy and it's about energy flow and um, balancing the two. It's like two sides, the yin and the yang. And it doesn't end up with like a design that looks like um, oriental in nature unless you want it to, but it has to do with like intentional position, uh, positioning of furniture or accessories or color. And, um, I thought tonight, like, or today, like we, we could bring this in here and just help you step into a, a completely different realm. But all in all, what I really, I think the biggest, like takeaway, the coaching concept before we even get into interior design has to do with the fact that your external environment plays such a huge role in your internal environment and your ability to clearly think, your ability to, I think and I believe, work quickly and not waste a lot of time on, you know, tedious things or running around trying to find things. Like, I, I know that I've mentioned it before talking about your external environment, but let's take a little bit more of a creative of a, of a twist in here and see if some of this doesn't land well with you and then, you know, give you some of those takeaways on how you can implement some of these, these strategies, you know, to lighten up, to lighten up your place a little bit and get some energy moving in through there. How's that sound? Good? All right. So where to even begin. So this is going to apply to any time you're looking to go next level in anything, whether you're coming out of a bad relationship, you're coming out of divorce, you have moved to a new place, you're rebuilding yourself after uh, financial ruin or a loss of a job or, you know, some major thing, or even when this is like a new like a rebirth for you. It's just like a new chapter, you know, perhaps everything has gone good. You've put, you know, you've been a a great investor and now you're ready to retire or get a second home or, so it doesn't always have to be bad, but it's going to apply to any area. And I think the, the, probably the biggest place for us to like the most poignant place for us to begin is to remember that everything is energy. And everything harnesses energy in it. And when you're starting anew or when you're looking to become more productive, have better results in any area. This, I mean, this is even with your relationships. What I will encourage you to start thinking about, and we do this when we're in nutrition, now we're moving into your external space here, is to think about energy flow. When you're in, again, we're talking your external, like physical environment, the place where you're spending your time. This could be in your office space, at your desk. This is in your car. This is definitely in your home or your apartment, wherever it finds you. Okay? Now, If you would, think about the one or two places where you spend the most 
time. And probably for most people, it's like work and home, right? Or maybe if you're at school, like it's, it's school and home and maybe work. <laughs> okay. But wherever it is, ask yourself an honest question. Cause you know, I'm all about honest questions. Ask yourself the honest question. Like when you're in the space, do you actually feel both like free, uplifted, but also calm at the same time? Or do you notice like if you move from like room to room or from place to place, like all like there's parts of your house or there's rooms in your place where you're just like, oh my God, I can't even go in there. It's like, it's a, it's like a train wreck in there. I used to have a room like that when I, oh my God, you know how you get, um, I don't know if this ever happened to you. As I was getting older, my mom started giving me stuff from my childhood, like boxes of things. And I was like, I don't. I have an apartment. I don't have anywhere to put this stuff. So I started putting it like in, I made sure that I had a two bedroom apartment and I used the second bedroom as a storage because I didn't have room for all this shit. And then, you know, you've got, I had like all this stuff from when I was in school. I had all these research papers and it was just like, it was not organized. Like literally when I moved, I just dumped the stuff in there and it was like, you couldn't even hardly walk in there. It was just like, I even feel like dealing with it. And I I will tell you, it's not like every other part of the apartment, like decorated, organized to a T, just that room. And when my boyfriend at the time, he called it the room of terror. And it was like, I kept the doors shut all the time. But I, looking back, like there was something about the stuff, the contents, which were in that room where I couldn't even be around it. Like I'd even want to like deal with it. I just like being near it, just like drained my energy. And I was just like, Oh God, I can't even. And you know what? Here I will, I will say, like, fast forward many years, like, there is energy which is harbored in your objects. What I mean by that is, like, whether or not you want to consider this, like, memories, like, if you have, I don't know, things from your childhood, like, you've got little, you know, for us, it was like, you know, our little dresses or stuffed animals or like little knickknacks and things like that. Well, when you're using it, like you have memories associated with that, but there's also energy in there. And when you're around that stuff, like you will absorb the energy. And a lot, like my family, we always had like a lot of love, but there was like a lot of serious shit, like all the time. It was kind of a a depressing childhood now that I'm looking back and I, I don't ever want to, you know, be insulting or seem disrespectful or ungrateful to my parents. Um, you know, cause they did the best that they could and the best that they knew how at the time, but man, oh man, just like there was a lot of sadness in my childhood and I, like literally carrying that stuff. It was just like in this room of terror. And it wasn't until, you know, I was much older and learned, you know, on, on how to go through a healing process and learned more about like feng shui principles. And, you know, how do you clean up that energy so that when you're moving forward, you're not pushing forward or carrying with you the the bad energy, the negative energy, the sad energy from the past you're able to build a future. You're not trying to build it on top of the shit either. Does that make sense? And so that was like my personal experience. Like I had this stuff forever and, you know, eventually it's like all cleaned up and, and it's, you know, all nice and contained. We know wherever I kept, I got rid of a lot of things. And I will tell you when you're going through probably like, let's call it like an energetic clearing phase. It's weird because what you will, what will happen is that once you like go and and this will, you know, increase your, your sensitivity for it. This is not making sense. This is not coming out how I want it to. I need to get some like weird shit out before we can move into design. 
what will happen once you start to learn how to read energy and become sensitive to energy is that when you're near things, you're going to be able to pick up like immediately, this thing has good energy, this thing has bad energy. Oh my God, I feel like I'm so tired. I can't even like keep my eyes open around this thing. And you don't even need to explain it. You know, funny thing is that um, my mom had in her old house this extra bedroom set is extra bedroom but it's extra bedroom set and when I would go in there I swear to god I called it the room of death like it just it had old antique kind of furniture in there but I mean everything there was a bedspread that had been my grandma's and then like this furniture I couldn't even be in the room and she was always so mad because I called it the room of death but for me like it was way too heavy like I couldn't even breathe in the room and you may find the same thing. And so if you're noticing that, I'm, I'm here to tell you that you're not crazy. It's actually like a real thing. But moving forward, even if, you know, you can't detect that, what I'm going to tell you is that when you're starting a new or when you're looking to, you know, increase your game, what I will highly encourage you to do is take a scroll through some of the Feng Shui design principles because it's going to teach you and it's going to help you to not carry forth energy from like years gone by. It's going to teach you how to start fresh, how to position your furniture, how to use your colors so that when you're in your space, whatever the space is, you can be busy, you can be handling your business, but it's it's going to constantly stabilize you and refresh you and make you feel very calm, but also very uplifted at the same time. Like you're just going to like, you feel like it's good energy in there. Does that make sense? And so here's what I'm going to tell you. When you're starting anew, me as the coach, I outline the gold standard. The gold standard is seriously do not bring any shit from your past into your new space, into your new life. Your dishes, okay, like that you eat with, like get new ones. And I know like it's going to take time. Like I know things cost money, but when you're looking to do like massive course correction and like where you were before it was, it's not even just that it didn't serve you well. Like it's, it was not a, a good chapter that you want to remember. You know, it's not a great book of your life that you want to remember. It shaped you into the person that you are, but you're wanting to start like over completely fresh. You need to get rid of the old stuff. So that's your plates. Those are your cups and your glasses. That's your flatware, right? Your spoons, your knives, your forks. All right. The other thing is your mattress, especially if you used to share a bed with somebody or if you've had people in your bed with you, like all, I mean, just think of it like skin cells are in there. I mean, that's obviously you know, like you don't want to bring that into your new life the new life that you're creating for yourself. Does that make sense? You know, new towels. You want to go through, and part of this shift, okay, before we get into how to design, comes like a massive purging time period where you want to be ruthless about this, okay? Because your goal is to have everything fresh and new. And when you're looking around and your stuff is ripped, your stuff is torn, your stuff has holes in it, your stuff is so, I'm thinking like dish towels or regular towels or your socks even, like they're so thin, you know, at at points that you can like see through the material, like it, it's, you need to get some new shit. All right. Like your shoes, like they're falling apart. Your clothes don't fit you properly. And I know what it's like to be in a rut and you're just kind of like, you know what, this is, this isn't that bad. I can, I still have a little bit more time. You know, it's, you're trying to save money, this, that, and the other. There's going to come a time when you have to like push commit and get some new shit for yourself. And when you do that, yes, you're going to be dropping some cash into that. But what happens, this is where it gets super good, is that when you spend some money on those things, you know, if cost and price is a concern for you, 
you know, I trust that you've done, you know, the work that you need to do to put yourself on a budget and, and control, you know, your consumer spending habits. But when it comes time to be intentionally place things in your new life, in your new space, you know, in, in your office or whatever, when you spend the money, it actually increases like the movement of money all, all over the place. So it's a good thing. And excuse my yawn, you have like nice, fresh, clean things, you know, to look forward to. And it's, it's a fantastic way to, to start that new chapter for yourself. Does that make sense? All right. So when you're purging, like you want to be ruthless, like go through your closet. If you've listened to my story, like this has been a long time coming for me. What happened was several years back, I was at like this major, it wasn't even a crossroads. What it was, was honest to God, like my being so done with, well, initially it was my work that I just, I like, I had had it. I was, people were like, you were burned out. And I was like, there's a difference between being burned out and fed up. And I was freaking fed up. The problem with me is that I didn't know what else to do. Like I had devoted my entire life to healthcare and to a nursing career and to taking care of, you know, other people. Like that was that. And it was wildly fun and like very intellectually stimulating and I grew and developed and and got to do so much really 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 cool stuff but there was nothing I I knew that I'm a registered nurse that nursing was never meant to be long term for me I knew that from the get-go I just didn't know what the next thing was that I wanted to do because I swear I never even anticipated liking nursing as much as I did so to try to create something new, like I was just like, I was lost for a period of time and I was working in an environment, you know, God love these people, but it was just like, I'm a very pro change sort of individual. Um, not just like radical anarchy, but keeping up with the actually not keeping up with the times, staying a little bit ahead of everybody else, always being on the cutting edge of, of things because of who in that career path, it is that we serve. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I believe we serve God, but then, you know, it's, it's the patients, it's the community. It's even, you know, our peers, our network half the time too. So it, I didn't know what else I wanted to do. And I fell into like, I, looking back, it probably was, it was like a major depression. Like this was horrible. I was just like going to bed right away when I got to work at you know, like five o'clock in the evening and I didn't talk to anybody. And it was just like, it was so bad. It got to be like such a slow point that I remember one time I was going to sleep and I was so just like done that it wasn't like I I was suicidal. Like it was just like, I seriously didn't flip and care like one more second. And I just remember laying in my bed and saying to God, like my intellectual brain did not shut off. It was like, Nick, this is not right, but it didn't matter. Like I was overly exhausted. I just, I had had it. I just didn't feel like dealing with people. I felt like every nerve in my body was just like insulted or had like steel wool, like being rubbed on it. It was a terrible time. And I remember this one day I was laying in my bed and I was drifting off to sleep and I said to God out loud, I said, you know what, if you don't help me out here, I swear to God, this is going to be, I literally swear to God, this is going to be the end of me because I am pretty sure I'm not going to ever get up out of this bed like ever again. Somebody's going to find me like wasted away and because I haven't been eating and it's going to be a hot mess, but I, I honestly don't care. And it was like shortly after that, I opened up my eyes. I walked over to my closet and I still don't even know why I did it. Just pulled out, I don't know, maybe six or seven pieces of clothing that probably I hadn't worn in two or three years. But you know how you hang on to your clothes just in case, you know, you get down to a certain size or your body looks a certain way or whatever, right? And I started cleaning out my closet and it was just one bag to start with. 
And then I went to sleep. I woke up the next morning. And when I got home from work that morning or that afternoon, rather, I came home. I went right back to the closet. I started purging again and pulled out somewhere between like eight and 11 other bags of clothing. Just like, and I got on a roll and it was like this holy, like cleansing time. I organized my cabinets. I mean, I really like went through like, like, like a Tasmanian devil, but just to be like overtly like ruthless, just like this has to go like this can't even stay. And I got, I sent a lot of things to Goodwill. I threw a lot of things away, but it was just like, once you start that clearing phase, like your life is just, it's, you can finally breathe. That's what it felt like for me. And so when you're in that space, before you can start like decorating mental space, before you can start decorating or going out and buying more accessories, the very first thing is you have to get rid of the things that you're not using, all right? And then also, I would recommend eliminating all non-essentials, whatever that's like, so that you can start with a clean canvas. I think one of the biggest problems that people have when it comes to designing their space is they have some key pieces in the place, whether this is in their front room, this is in their bedroom, this is their office space, and even in their car, like they have some things in there, but it simply doesn't flow with what they're looking to do. Does that make sense? And so get an idea, you know, how do you want to feel when you're in your space? Or if this is like a public area, like this is your dining room, how do you want your guests to feel? Do you want them to feel secure? Do you want them to feel light and airy? Do you want them to feel charged? Do you want them to feel caring? Do you want them to feel, you know, like protected? Do you want them to feel, you know, bubbly and, you know, just like you're ready to to pick up the pace and and walk and and move and go. How do you want your guests to feel or how do you want yourself to feel when you're in that space? And that's actually like the biggest tagline that most people don't consider is the emotional effect of what that's the design and in that space actually has on their mindset. It's huge. And you don't realize it because oftentimes you're just around it all the time. And then like after a while, you don't notice, you know, that there's clutter on the floor. You don't notice that there's, you know, stacks of pots and pans in the sink. You simply become just like blind to it. Does that make sense? And so be ruthless about the stuff that you're getting rid of. And I'm telling you like... You will, it's going to put you straight up into your power. I promise you. Now for me, I don't, I know (laughs) thinking of like people starting over and I know some of my, even some of my family, when they were coming out of bad divorces, like they had pictures of, you know, themselves with their significant, their former, you know, their ex-husband or ex-wife. And they've got these pictures and they set them on fire. And that's, That's certainly one way of dealing with things. But the other thing is it doesn't have to be such a violent end. You know, I know some of my other people like had like picture burning, you know, sessions. They would go out to and build a big bonfire and, and, you know, squeeze on some sort of accelerant and like toss all their pictures in there. Me, I, I don't like violent closure like that. That's just not my way. I would much prefer to close the book and be finished with it rather than just like, ah, like throw it into like, you know, this, this garbage pail and like set it on fire. Like there's really nothing that, (laughs) that deserves like for me, like that much, but you handle what you need to handle is all I'm going to say. Okay. So now let's flip the script. Let's, you know, do a pivot turn here and let's talk a little bit more about like the design elements and some of the intentional things that you can do to create a space for yourself where you have like awesome energy flow or when you walk in there, it's not like you feel like bouncing off the walls, but you feel very uplifted and like you can just tell like it's good energy in there. 
okay? Number one is clutter. You know what clutter is. It's got to go. A cluttered environment leads to a cluttered mind. And I know there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I know where everything is. It's not so much that you know where everything is. What happens when it comes to energy, okay? And again, this comes from Feng Shui principle, is that piles of things, energy gets stuck in there if you would. So it tends to become very like stifling and claustrophobic, but you don't even realize it because your mind and your your eye and your mind become blind to it. Like you don't even see it anymore. Does that make sense? So it has to do more so with energy getting stuck in the piles of bills or you go to the you go to the mailbox and you got all those whatever the flyers are, all these, you know, direct marketing mail pieces, like it's almost like overwhelming to even go to the mailbox these days, I swear to God. Or um, you're working on a project and just like there's shit freaking everywhere. Or laundry, like there's laundry all over the floor. Or God forbid you have like actual garbage wrappers from candy, from food, cereal bowls, which are like three days old and like the spoon is stuck to the bottom of the bowl or, you know, there's like grease stains on things because you use the couch or the sofa as uh, like a washcloth for yourself. You just wiped your hands on there. Like the, the issue is not about being anal retentive. What it has to do with is opening up the space to allow for energy flow. And again, it can't flow when there's clutter. Does that make sense? All right. So before you go placing things into your, your room or your space, you've got to be ruthless and get the old stuff out. Okay. The next thing that you've got to do is you've got to clean that area. Okay, because bad energy can still harbor in there. You want to go through and clean everything one time real good. Clean the, clean the counters. Make sure that you're lifting things up. You're picking up the lamp on the base or you know, you're lifting up coasters so that you can actually get all facets of the surface that you're actually taking care of there. Okay? Then the next thing has to do with, all right, what do we put in the space? How do we, how do we design this next aspect of it? So again, these are going to be some general points for you. You know, if you want to get a little bit more specific, I totally encourage you to do a feng shui search on um, feng shui. Did I just say a feng shui search? A search for feng shui. All right, because obviously they're going to give you more bullet points or, or answer your specific questions. I'd like to talk about the generalities. Okay, so we've, we've purged the space. We've cleaned the space. The next thing that we want to do is think about color. All right, so there's something that I'm going to introduce here. It's called a bagua, B-A-G-U-A. And... In feng shui, there's different what we call bagwas. Like they represent different areas of your life. Like there's the wealth sector. There's wealth and travel, I believe, are together. There's career. There's love. There's um, health. There's prosperity. There's fame. Okay, so there's like all these different areas. And again, go online. It, it will make much easier. It will make way more sense or get a, you know, get a book go to the library, get a book, or the bookstore, get a book, if you can see it rather than me trying to explain it. But basically, like, there's different areas in your whole entire home, your whole entire office, or even one specific space. This is even inside your car or at your desk where you can actually do this, and it's going to help that energy flow. So so check that out. It, it, it uses color. But some of the design principles, okay, on top of that, which will help you, is creating symmetry, okay? Now, when I work with you, 
And I know this seems like so weird. Like how in the hell can this girl like, you know, flip from like physiology over into design? Well, I'm telling you, like I've been literally like a, a working, I, I, albeit like a career woman my whole entire life. And, you know, I did not, I was, I've not been married yet. I don't have children and I don't watch TV. So I actually read instead of watching TV. And so I, again, I love design. I love interior design. So I, I got hooked onto Feng Shui like years and years and years and years ago. And not only did it help me in my space through the years and then through those rough times when I was in like this low pit and then, you know, working on first digging myself out and then the rebuild. But now I use it with my coaching because it helps my clients so incredibly much. So I hope that it brings as much value to you as it does to them. So when you're in your space, okay, one of the things that makes a space very aesthetically pleasing, much like if you go into a model home where everything is staged, if you've ever done that, like your eye travels from room to room and it causes you to walk from room to room and it's it just flows so nice because everything is symmetrical there is good um, proportion when it comes to size and scale of the pieces in the room according to like the room dimensions the other thing has to do with color and uh, probably specifically tone so those few different things and so let's talk first about like the before we get into symmetry let's talk into like size and scale so when you enter a space one of the things that can be incredibly frustrating for people so I've got some clients and now I'm doing some um like intro to like design work over at Crate and Barrel and I totally love it. But some of these individuals, they come in or, you know, I, I'm, I'm meeting with them and coaching with them. They've got these monstrosity, you know, houses, like they're gigantoid and they're picking these tiny, tiny little pieces to, to, to be in the room, whether it's a, it's a piece of furniture or it's even accent pieces. And the room is so giant that it looks like you're putting dollhouse furniture in there. It, it, and they're wondering like why it, they're so disappointed. It's not that they're not picking nice pieces or even that their color tone is off. What it is is that the scale is wrong. The pieces that they're picking are too small for the space. And on the flip side, I'm encountering a lot of individuals who are downsizing now. They're getting rid of the McMansion and they're downsizing into a one or two bedroom condo. And they're, you know, getting rid of all their old furniture or they're trying to bring new their old furniture and then get new stuff. And they're coming in with like these pictures and, you know, how can we make this beautiful? And I'm like, oh my God, like you can't walk. <laughs> like the scale is too, it's it's wrong for that particular space. So what I'm saying is like the size of your furniture or even how much of your furniture in there, it has to be appropriate for the space that you're in. Okay. So when you're doing this, the, the mindset shift that you have to take is it's not just about what is a furniture piece that you like, that's where you begin, but you have to actually be thinking about the space as a whole, which is why when you work with me, I ask you, like, how do you want to feel in the space or how do you want your guests to feel in the space or your clients or your customers or your workers or whomever? Because if we can get clear on that, it's way easier to work than if we were to go around and say, okay, well, what design pieces do you like? What usually happens is that you pick a, a piece of furniture or something, the scale is off. And then it's hard to like back out of that scenario because you become so attached to this particular, you know, piece of furniture or this item or whatnot. Like, I just love this piece. I have to have this piece. I love this piece. And sometimes it's just overtly wrong. Like, it's just, it's not going to work because of scale. Now, I've seen people 
who try to like cram in pieces of furniture again to like smaller smaller spaces smaller homes okay but again this applies to your office but I'm just using the home because I think it becomes it's a readier example for me where people try to pack in sectionals to a room that is not big enough to support a sectional even though a sectional is comfortable, like I totally get it. But when you're looking to have a design element, like you've graduated past like the college phase, you're not, you know, college phase is just kind of like, or like lounging phase, like you just don't give a shit. You just like, you know, throw yourself in, like you just don't care. But when you're looking to do design or have a beautiful home or improve the energy flow, you know, inside your space, This is something so different and oftentimes you have to let go of your attachment to particular pieces. And if you're dealing with a smaller area, you just have to be a little bit more creative or probably more open to the pieces that you're selecting for that space. Whether you're looking for apartment style furniture, there's such a thing as that where they make, you know, big scale size furniture a little bit more petite to fit in smaller spaces or you're you're using actually smaller pieces than rather like this gigantoid sectional. Okay? Because much like when you have like piles of paper or laundry or I I mean think about it like if you open up your pantry, you got shit on the floor like feng shui is very clear and and this is why I like it for helping people, you know, through all dimensions whether you're you know coming out of a you know, badness, you're starting over or when you're looking to like go to the next level is that feng shui is very clear. Like there's, aside from your furniture, nothing goes on the floor. So there's no, like I'm thinking people's pantry, like some people like just, they have boxes of extra, like, um, not appliances, like electrics, like they've got, you know, Uh, blenders or hand blenders or you know crock pots like on the floor or they've got cases of water on the floor you know there should never be food on the floor food or beverage should never be on the floor but feng shui needs to have air circulation and so when you have stuff on the floor think of it as like weighing stuff down okay it's got to come up off the floor Okay, and when you have, uh, sorry, that was like a little sidetrack there, but when we're talking about furniture that's too big for the room, it has that same pulling down effect. And it, it just, it's too heavy for the particular space. You can't have it in there. Oh my God, I just spent all this money. Well, you know, sometimes there's creative things that you can do. Like you can take the sectional apart or, you know, whatever. You can, you know, sell it and go get something new. Like I'm I'm just, I'm outlining for you like some of these suggestions. You know, you take with it, you know, from it what it is that you want. I'm I'm letting you know what helps. Okay. Now, so that's going to be like scale of things. Now, the next thing has to do with color, not just colors like you know, the Roy G. Biv thing, but the tone of your colors. Okay. Now I know my girls who are on this, I think you're going to understand this because we can think about makeup for a second and you know, like there's warm color palettes and there's cool color palettes. Okay. Sometimes we think about yellow, like tone palettes or blue tone palettes. So that's the exact same thing when it comes to the color selection that you use. Now, nowadays, gray is like all the rage, right? If you go places like have grays in, you know, the front room, in the kitchen, you know, whatever, like grays have been like this very elegant and classy way, you know, to to be decorating. But you want to look at the, the tone of the gray or whatever color it is that you're using. So if when you're looking at it, it seems like there's a yellow or a green undertone to it. When you put it into a space that has a gray, which has more of a blue tone or like a cool undertone to it, it doesn't work. Just like you would never mix like yellow makeup with, or at least I hope you wouldn't, you know, like a, a like a totally like golden yellow makeup with, I like a a a blue 
you know, a pale blue. Like, it just, it won't work. It's like a clash. Does that make sense? Or you wouldn't mix, like, your yellow eyeshadow with, like, you know, a pale pink lipstick. It, it just, it doesn't, the color, the tone underneath there is wrong. And so the same thing when it comes to design. So one thing, if you're not, if you do not have a design eye or you don't have the eye for color like that, you know, reach out to somebody, you know, I'm sure like if you have a friend, like who's really good, like who's one of the most well put together people who you know, whether they like, you know, fashion sense wise, or they have a place that you like totally admire, like pick their brain or ask them, you know, how can you see this or even just practice, like look through design magazines or look through makeup magazines and you're and guys do this too, like you're going to start to be able to see the difference in color tone. Okay, so if you're finding like you're putting different accessories in a space or you're shopping for curtains or you're trying to, you know, find a, a something that matches, you know, the wood floors and the, and the cabinets and, and the walls and everything that you're putting, it doesn't seem like it's going right or you're trying to find a rug. Once you understand the concept of color tone, it's like a complete game changer. Okay, because the tones have to match before you can worry about having, you know, balanced, harmonious colors and then bringing in like a pop of color. Does that make sense? So again, like when you're walking through a model home, one of the reasons why you and your eyes just like continue, like you get lost in there, like you just go from room to room to room, even if there's different colors in all of the rooms, is that it's very harmonious. Like you don't go typically from like one if in the entryway, like a yellow entryway into a purple room, into a red room, into a black room. Like it doesn't, it's not like that. It's not like you're looking to create like different villages inside of your home. When you're looking to have clarity of mind and I think a, a chaos-free Again, this is a home life example, but the same thing applies to your office is that you want to have harmony, okay? That's where you're going to be able to go and recharge and still feel uplifted at the same time. Like you don't want it to be to the fact like when you walk in there, like you fall asleep. You want to have that good balance where you feel like you can just like shed your day, you know, you, you get recharged and you're very, very uplifted, Okay, and it doesn't mean that it has to be boring, like you have strategically placed or, or thoughtfully placed like pops of color, but the place is very, very comforting to any person who comes over to your house, like they walk in and it's like they walk into a fresh, like fresh air. Does that make sense? And that's, that's like one of the most powerful ways that you can start your new chapter of your life each and every day even. Does that make sense? All right. Now, lastly, the other thing that has to do with, um, you know, creating harmony and balance and good energy flow has to do with symmetry. And one of the areas of your house where this is going to be vitally important for you is actually in your bedroom. And, you know, so whether or not, you know, you're single, you're married, you're divorced, you're widowed, you know, I hopefully you have a bedroom of some sort, you know, or if not, maybe you're sleeping on a couch or something like that. You have to know where you're aspiring to go. Okay, eventually you got to get yourself back into a bedroom of some sort. And if you're looking to have, you know, a, a relationship, okay, an intimate relationship with somebody, in the future, what you want to start doing is you want to start preparing the field, if you would, for when that other person comes. And what I'll tell you is that, uh, you know, okay, so you've got a new mattress. We talked about that already. The issue of nightstands. Excuse my yawn. Oh my gosh, I can't believe how much I'm yawning. I must be void of oxygen. Actually, no, I will. This is crazy. This is five o'clock in the morning. I'm recording this podcast. For some reason, I woke up at two o'clock in the morning. I could not go back to sleep. And um, I started like mapping out like how I want my next 
my next residence to look. So I was, that's what inspired this podcast. And so I think I'm just starting to get like, usually if I wake up in the middle of the night, five o'clock, like all of a sudden I get super, super tired. So excuse me on that, you know, a little bit too much information, but that's what's up. So back to this issue of symmetry is that when you're looking to, you know, start start the whole adage of like, if you build it, they will come, you know, when it comes to like your intimate life or, or that next relationship for yourself is creating space for the other person to exist there. Okay. And now maybe you're in the angry phase and you don't want the other person to exist there. So if that's the case, you know, ignore this or whatever, but for my people who do, All right, comes to the issue of your nightstands. And one of the questions that I get asked all the time, no matter if I'm, you know, at work at Creating Barrel or even if I'm, you know, just coaching my own individual people or I'm talking with my family has to do with, should I have one type of nightstand and my husband have another? And for this, I always default back to the question of how do you want to feel in the space? Like I've seen plenty of design magazines where there's a nightstand on the man's side that's clearly like more masculine than the one on the on the woman's side. But when you're in your bedroom, you know, and if you're and I'm sure there's arguments to the contrary. I'm merely expressing, you know, what has worked for me, what's worked great for my clients is that when you create more symmetry and harmony, meaning your nightstands and your lamps on either side are the same. It creates a symmetry for your eye and for your mind. It has a calming effect, believe it or not. And I know that some people may be like, well, that's really boring or whatever. But again, it defaults back to how do you want to feel in the space of your bedroom? Are you wanting it to be Like you're noticing the stuff or is your bedroom like of all the places in the house, like the ultimate place of retreat for you, your ultimate sanctuary. So it's like this, when your eye is traveling and it's like seeing the same sort of material or same sort of objects and then all of a sudden it sees something different your brain picks up on that. It's like, oh my God, this is different. It has an awakening effect on you. And you don't think about it, but it happens on such a subtle level. But again, when I'm working with individuals, and a lot of times it's helping individuals achieve like a quiet brain (laughs) because it's so loud and chatty up inside of their head, we use the strategies of design to do this because your external environment affects your internal environment. So in, you know, the master bedroom, in your bedroom, is it clean? Is it organized? Not because you're trying to be like anal retentive and just like, oh my God, this is too much. It has to do with energy flow. It has to do ultimately like you have to remember you're a person and when you're looking at things, anything that's new or different has a stimulating effect on your brain. So I ask you, how do you want to feel in the space? Oh, like you never thought about it that way. So now when we ask those questions, like now you understand why we make different recommendations that we do. You understand like when you're looking at stuff and you're, you're switching pieces in and out and you're like, you're dealing with the returns, like you're buying furniture or or pieces of artwork or accessories and you're putting them in there. They don't work. You're putting them in there. They don't work putting them in and back and forth. And now you're getting so frustrated with this whole thing. It's because you're, you're not thinking of it from the design aspect. You're thinking of it probably just from a consumer, like my eyes attracted to this thing. And if you've not learned about design, it can be hard for you to know how to place the stuff that you like in your space because you just you're blind to the concepts of scale, of color tone, of symmetry and and overtly like energy flow. Does that make sense? So 
So I thought that I would bring that up today because it's it's so, so, so vitally important that when you're doing this, like if you want to get the best results, I'm I'm the coach who firmly, you know, like recommends like you've got to do whatever it takes to ensure your success. And that means like tying up all loose ends, like everything 100%. So if that means to, to purge and clean and organize your space, because that's, you know, what your brain needs in order to like not be distracted and, and get great energy flow to maximize your productivity, then that's what you do. If it means like getting rid of the old family, I had one of these, I had an old family hutch and I felt guilty. I felt so bad. Like I didn't know what to do with this thing. And you know, it kind of had nice memories in a way, but it was like part of my life. Like it just, it didn't fit my design style. It doesn't fit, you know, like my fashion style. It just, it's a different part and it doesn't, nobody, like I didn't, it was hard. I didn't know what to do with it, but I'm telling you once I, I, I let it go, it was like I could take a nice deep breath. You know, same thing, you know, once I, I got rid of my old mattress, like it was just like I let it go, okay? Because I didn't want to start the new phase of my life with skin cells, you know, it sounds so ridiculous, with skin cells from the past. Like I wanted everything new and fresh. Does that make sense? And so maybe this is not something that you can do like all at one time. Like maybe this is something that you're going to be doing over the course of time. But I highly encourage you like go on websites and you know, there's a lot of websites you can create mood boards. I know at, at Crate and Barrel, we've got like design services that you can come into the store. We can come to your house, it, you know, and help you out with this. Like there's so many cool ways to do this that you know, set yourself up for success and, you know, start in the places where you spend the most time. You know, I, I we always talk about the work and the hustle and everything, but your aesthetic environment is so wildly important. It's wildly important for how you begin your day. It's wildly important for your energy, you know, throughout the course of the day, but it's also wildly important for how you prepare yourself to go to sleep at night as well. And we can get into that at another time, I'm quite sure. <laughs> so I hope that that was helpful to you. I had just a, a little bit of a different spin on some of the things that we normally talk about here. But again, go ahead and do like engine search for feng shui design principles and you're, I mean, there's so much information on it, like seriously, but if there's anything like for me, like I love to do this dimension of coaching as much as I like to do like the mindset coaching as well. I mean, that's what I'm here for. So you can contact me directly via my website, which is www.transformationgold.org. The contact us button is in the top right hand corner of the website there and either myself or somebody from my team will contact you. And if what you know is required for you to help set you up for success as you begin your new chapter, as you catapult yourself into the next level is taking on the design aspect of your home or your office or wherever, like for real, like let's get this shit done. Like what could be more exciting? All right. So peace out. I'm probably going to go have a cup of coffee because I'm going to be going to work here in a little bit. <laughs> but you guys make it a great day and we will catch you next time. Again, this has been Nicole Devencenis. It's been an absolute pleasure and we will talk to you later, alligator. Bye-bye.